I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to this week's Drink of Ages radio show on ESPN 97.5. We are live over at Craft Beer Cellar downtown. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, co-host. What's up, Tom? We're here. What's up, Tom? We made it. We made it. He's got a lot of high energy on the other mics. I'm, I'm not <laughs> hey, maybe you should be drinking some of the uh, maybe you should be drinking cold some brew that coffee. Delicious Brazilian single all-natural. Yes. Here we go, man. What are you guys selling well, again? <laughs> Brazilian on naturals. <laughs> it has several meanings. This week, this week we got a good show, man. We're hanging out with our friends from Spindletop Brewery. We have Adam Wright and Carlos Cortez. Come on. What's up, fellas? What is What's up, up, man? JD. Man, well, we got here about, I don't know, eight hours ago. Started, <laughs> started having some pints. And... Here we are. Now it's time to do the show. Yes. Let's do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Rock and roll. Let's uh, let's get into it just a little bit because Spindle Tap, five years, last November. A uh, lot of growth, a lot of crazy things happening over there. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with <laughs> watching Carlos try to pour some coffee into his beer. I'm trying to find the right ratio of coffee to... Um, it's a little R&D on Nitro set. Stout. R&D as we speak. Some Thank water. You, which is That's which, Mitch uh, from Kentucky, but has lived in San Diego. Yeah. And now he's in Houston for the last four years. Not bad, man. Not mm-hmm. bad. But thanks for bringing the water. It was uh, the first show that we did here. Uh, they were like, that's the first time there's ever been water on the table for a Drink of Ages show. <laughs> and when nice. was that here? Uh, it, it is. It, it does oh. help. <laughs> The, the, the first show, you mean last week's? <laughs> last week's. What, that was last week. <laughs> that was last week's. <laughs> oh, oh, the memories. Uh, oh, remember, yeah. remember last week, Tom? <laughs> I do. When we did a, that no-label show? Yeah. That no-label show. Yeah, we, we're, Man, we're, Mitch is legit. I mean, two back-to-back uh, very familiar breweries at Drink of Ages and each other. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Spindletown Brewery, five years, five years into it, uh, it's been crazy, man. I've been a part of it for the last three and a half years. So I'm like, no, when did it? I don't even know when. Three years, three and a half years, whatever it was. I don't know. Time, time flies. Time flies, man. And uh, to see where it was, even when I started, like I met you guys before you, you even opened the brewery, right? And then got to know you guys. Came to the show, Firehouse Saloon. Mm-hmm. Remember that day? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I've seen the pictures, so I know it. I know it, it happened. Did, it did happen. It did happen. But there was. I do remember. I do remember that that show because there was a lot of really big ideas, and you know Brody was on, and so there he was. He was. It was like this is where we're going, and it was gigantic. And I mean, it was a lofty dream, uh, one that's never ever been seen before in the history of beer. <laughs> but you know, but it was a great one. Over the years, over the f- first three years, you guys uh, have really come close, though. I mean, uh, like, like really hitting all these marks and growing and producing a lot of beer these days. Yeah. Agreed. 
I mean, it's been amazing. <laughs> John, you could I could have said it better myself. Is this where I talk? This is when you, this is when uh, you talk. I was waiting for a question of some sort. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. There's, there's no question about it. It's, it's, uh, I never could have dreamed it. I never can imagine it. Uh, talking to Julian from Scoop uh, Craft Creamier, uh, Creamery earlier, and it's just you get so inundated in, inside the business that sometimes you forget to take a step back and take a deep breath and kind of take in everything that's happened. Um, and then what always sticks out to me is, you know, we have amazing people that make it happen. So that really is the core is our team um, that kind of puts all the pieces together. Our brewery, our brewers uh, hit it out of the park, um, specifically with hazy beers. I, I would say that that kind of put us on the map. Um, Wait, you guys make hazies? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not sure if you knew that or not. But uh, but that kind of put us on the map, and so and, and and now we have some infrastructure and a team in place that can help us kind of continue to uh, hopefully on that growth path and bring the best beer uh, in the market to Houston and a variety of beer and really you know take care of our customers that want what we have to offer. So yeah, with the the variety of beer, I mean I'm, I'm sitting here drinking a Calavera, which. Yeah, and honestly, I spend a lot of time at the brewery, and I drink more of the, well, now proper pills than proper anything. Pills. The proper pills, the Proper pills. Yeah. Proper pills is. What, the, what did the name used to be? Pills not Urkel? <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we say what that happened? anymore? Why did we change we that? Yeah, why did we change that? The C&D. What happened? Yeah, what the happened? C&D. Uh, can we not say that anymore? There's a few uh, that we can't say that. It, that was such a beautiful name anymore. and label. Yeah. I will yeah. say that. It was. It was, li- it, it, it was it, legit. It, it, it was right on the money, and it, and it was touching someone else's money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, and it was amazing when you saw somebody else's uh, branding how close the branding really was so uh, i can't say i blame the guys yeah i mean i can't I really can't sure. say i blame the guys but it's like there's a guild meeting at um spindle tap last year and like as much as it's always hazies 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 it's like like i know for in, like industry folk who we, we we usually have to drink all day and actually continue conversations and yada 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 so do stuff yeah, yeah you're, you're trying to make it work but you're still in a brewery yeah and the calavera was a flying yeah <laughs> I mean, sitting around drinking eight percent double IPA, double hazy IPAs all day long, man. It'll take it, a toll on you. It, yeah. yeah, it's a short day. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas um, sitting around drinking, you know, a little four point nine percent Calavera, four point seven. What what is this? That, be, that becomes table beer. That's a four point eight percent. Four point eight percent. Yeah, so that's like Belgian table beer now. It's like compared to our double IPAs and hazy. This is what the kids eight, drink in Belgium. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what, it's, that's it's in the totally bottle from a very young age. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's totally appropriate for a thirteen-year-old in Belgium to drink a. And like most of the world, from my understanding. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not shunned upon. You know, it's like I've been to. Uh, Oktoberfest in Germany, and there's like kids in the tent with parents, and they're drinking shandies that are right around that 3.2 to 4 percent ABVs, and it's like it's like Kool-Aid over there, and you know as long as they're with their parents, and you know they don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, Texas Texas has that law. Yeah, up, you, an adult. Yeah. I don't know. Are there age restrictions on it? Uh, no, no, man. There's no age, there's no no age restriction. Not. Like but a but parent can let their kids. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, going nuts. Yeah, yeah I, there train was up one. a child in the way that they should go. Right, Matthew? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> that, I don't know, man. It was it was like with my kids. Even now, they're they're still not twenty one yet. And but I'll you know we'll let them drink some and whatnot. But sure. it was uh, sitting at Joe's Crab Shack when the kids were like four and five years old, and the daughter had to go to the bathroom. So the wife's like, "Hey, man, I'm going to take the daughter to the bathroom." I'm like, "All right, cool." And I like <laughs> turned and looked at my phone. I looked up, and my four year old son is just, like sucking down a margarita really sucking fast. <laughs> and like, like he, I mean, he nailed like half of it. And I'm like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, <laughs> even though it's legal, it just doesn't look good as a parent, yeah. right? right. You know, yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of stairs on that, that one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to be like, like, hey, don't drink that, but I also like, didn't on, want to man, be you're like. You're the designated driver. Yeah, man. yeah. Oh, I was like, hey, slow down on that <laughs> one, man. Yeah, you got to take us home. I hate to cut this segment short, but I think we're going to go ahead and cut this segment short <laughs> and uh, go ahead and get some more beers. And uh, you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio here on 97.5 ESPN. But we for will how much longer? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I bet the conversation gets better. I apologize. It's already been good, Tom. I apologize. <laughs> when was the last yeah. time anybody smoked crack? Yeah, I got like, off track. <laughs> I All right, we'll find out when we like, get back. I can relate to that story. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. <laughs> Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Tap room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Have an event in mind and looking for a place that is fun and beer is involved? Host your next event at a brewery. At Spindletap, they have full venue rental and partial rental options that are perfect for company events, birthday parties, weddings, receptions, and more. Host a memorable event at a venue that offers a fun atmosphere and many amenities. Email info at spindletap.com or call 713-325-1477 to get more details. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key T Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. The most fun and good times beer fest is back happening November 11th through the 13th at Katie Mills Mall featuring multiple stages of live music, 
food trucks, multiple party zones, and of course, lots of beers to try. Over 600 if we are counting. VIP is where you want to be, but general admission is still a great time. Get your tickets today for Wild West Brewfest, November 11th, by going to wildwestbrewfest.com, one of the premier brewfests in the country, wildwestbrewfest.com. Spindletown Brewery, Carlos Cortez, Adam Wright, Booty. Uh, a lot, a lot of conversation happened in between segments. Uh, it was a good break. Yeah. <laughs> All they heard was commercials. Yeah. For us, it was a good yeah. break. Just so uh, FYI, it's a good thing we weren't, we weren't on a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, right. If, if, if we were videoing this one, uh, man, it'd be a completely interesting different. Interesting topics. Yep, but uh, no, we left we left the segment asking when was the last. I'm just joking, Tom. We're not we're not gonna get into <laughs> no no no. Yep, three o'clock. Tom's turning but red. <laughs> but there's a lot there's a lot going on in the world right now, and as business owners, man, you have to be mindful of the situation, right? Uh, of, of everything, man. All the the hospitals getting full again. The 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 COVID like just wreaking havoc once once again. And as brewery owners. Like, what do you guys think? Uh, like, when we got shut down last year, I mean, it was devastating. Uh, do you think something like that could happen again, or do you think that there's a way that you know we can all operate? In the Abbott, like, what's he going to do? Way to bring down the mood, John. <laughs> so let me tell you about that time I smoked crack. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the mushroom. <laughs> Should call this segment boner killer. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> There's Tom. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, it is a weird perspective, for, like, from, uh, from owning a brewery, because I know last year I was sweating a lot of bolts, and you know, I'm sure you were, too, just on, like, there's a lot of people that are employed by you. Yeah. Like, you essentially, you made a promise, and then you, you do your best to fulfill that promise, but you don't know when the world's going to reopen, so you have plans, and it's like throw out the plans. You don't know how things are going to go. And, like, even when the world, like, opened up last year, we've talked about this on the show, it only opened up half-ass because, like, breweries and bars, we were all kind of stuck in limbo, yeah. like, like, for a long time. And, and yeah, it's, you, you, it's a lot of thinking, and we are talking about this during the break, of, like, yeah, Texas will probably most likely still stay, like, like open, but, the, but national brands, they have all the right, and, and, own, and, and small businesses have the right to keep, some level of being closed or, or, or being like limited open, right? But uh, 
Really, you have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Like, if you if you like three weeks ago, it would be like Party Central. Let's get some big Oktoberfest <laughs> thing yeah. like going on, all that stuff. And now it's like you're looking at this surge, and you're like having like PTSD a little bit because it's like, uh, what what is? I mean, no tap room in the city. I think right now is putting any social distancing or mass measures in, but. Let's say this pressure keeps up two weeks from now, we could have a whole different conversation and other responsibility of putting on a like a huge ass event. And like, it's this is no fun because and then <laughs> because then not. every decision you make and like and we've both been in this situation from a what are you doing in your tap room perspective is some sort of political decision that's gonna yeah. you're you're either you're gonna piss someone off. Yeah, true. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can put all your regulations and all your rules on the chalkboard and you're always going to antagonize somebody like uh, don't bring up no upset. labels little awful rules that they Ugh. try to put out I know, there right god forbid you're Man. looking out for the consumer i think the, you know, the best thing for us to do as a brewery spindle tap is just to kind of create an environment where people can make a choice we'll we'll do everything that we can to put you know the measures in place from you know hand sanitizer six feet apart you know, all those kind of things. And then we just want a place where people can come and they can feel comfortable. They can get out of the house. They can mask up. They can kind of do things how they think are best for them. And then we just try to create the best environment where both both parties can kind of come in and, and interact with that. But it is a tremendous, you know, Tom and I know it's a tremendous financial impact to have your brewery shut down. And so when I say shut down, Primarily, I'm talking about the tap room and everything that comes with it, right? You have private events, you have beer sales, you have events, and that just comes to a, streaking, a, a screeching halt. And so it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. It's, it's, um, it's hard, and like Tom said, as, as a brewery, you know, one of our core values is to create sustainable business to help be a, a blessing to those in our sphere of influence, and that gets threatened, you know? But what I've found is, is that, you know, people just band together and we do what we have to do and get things done and it causes us as, as business owners to, to learn ways to be more efficient and um, and that's just that's the world we live in so that's kind of where things are at now but it has a tremendous impact on us as well as it does every business so I'm really hopeful here in Texas that um, we can continue to operate businesses at, at the fullest capacity possible and, and so we'll just have to adapt as need be yeah. certainly the name of the game last year was pivot 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 right, right, right. and and whatever and whatever obstacles like come up you know uh but both these breweries have great teams that will be able to like adapt in a flash yeah. but uh but there's no question like you know you see the recent news and, you're, and it's a little like uh yeah. here we go and right. i think <laughs> like with or without oversight like it's a responsibility of the craft brewery community in Texas to like want to like look out for the our customers because we all have a vested interest you know to stay open and support one another and so we absolutely want to do well by the community right we don't we don't want to enact anything that's going to like affect somebody coming into our chat room and they get sick you know we want to have all our measures in place but you know uh, so we, it's a big responsibility for a lot of craft breweries. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, the, but the good things about you, about you guys is, and I'm going to use this to transition way off this subject, is that you guys have a, a large space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and an, an outdoor space, and which like is, I think is space. key to the You know, the, the, it's like, what do you guys call it? 
The spindle, spindle part? part. Yeah, spindle spindle part. I think John Denman came up with that name. I don't know who, it, who came up. I really do think it was yeah. you. Spindle so Park. Mushrooms. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Three but, acres but of is it, fun. It, we got cows at Spindle Park. <laughs> is it Brody Land? This, I mean, this definitely sounds. I mean, this definitely sounds like one of. It really depends on I, who you're asking. I like that so, so if you ask our CFO and business partner, Dave Miller, it's called Brody Land. But in terms of the general public, it's called Spindle Park. And that's how we market it and advertise it. So right, right. Brody Land is not so. We don't want to start that rumor. We don't. Wanna, we don't want to. Not yet. Coin it as that. Wait for the so, lazy river. So yeah. <laughs> so just take Brody Land off your mind. Uh, I, I will say that Brody is very proud of the grass that goes into Spindle Park. We have nice grass. What is that grass called, John? I, I always forget the name of it. Don't even ask. It is something that you, you definitely want to roll around in with it's no clothes on. It's a fancy grass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, not, very I'm not touching this one at all. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, but from what I hear all the time, it's like I hear like, you know, it's like Brody walks in a room and Brody's like, what about a carousel? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then, like, it's like, is he joking? Is he not joking? And then the next thing you know, you're getting, like, a putt-putt golf course yeah. and a full-on baseball yeah. diamond and a soccer field. So and, Brody's uh, – Brody's, uh, But what, what about the carousel? Brody's the – first of all, I know, I've, I've known Brody for a long time. He's the, the craziest, funniest friend that I have, but he's also the most loyal and generous human being that I've ever met. And so – and he's a visionary. And his vision sometimes, it freaks people out, right? Because they're like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. But he sees it. And what's unique about Brody is, is that he has an ability to execute. Yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of what you see. And it's not just him. There's a lot of hands that go into the pot to make it happen. Um, but he certainly um, brings a lot of value to the table. And we're, I'm, I'm lucky to get to work with him. Um, and so that's been fun. But, yeah, Brody Land is not the term <laughs> that we're trying that's to coin. That's going to be – yeah. we're going to put that You don't put state. that on yeah. a T-shirt. Spindle Park it is, folks. It is, it is. Uh, uh, you know, Adventureland, just Brody Land put on a T-shirt, like a washout <laughs> 70s t Too late, man. Yeah, with, his, with, a silhouette, with a silhouette of Brody yeah. on it. You know? Hey, Adam, we we're going to do that just for fun. For our next anniversary party. Yeah. Oh, it's we're gonna, on, bro. We got to do it. And we'll do stars. a mug like too, a coffee world. mug. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Now it's funny, man. Uh, when whenever we we built a stage, yeah, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Speak of the stage. Uh, so Brody's like, it's like a Monday or something. Hey, I, we're gonna build a stage, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, weeks ahead, months ahead. I come back to the brewery on a Wednesday, and somebody Seamus is out there building a stage. I'm like. Man, Brody, I'm like, really, man? Yep. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting, like, two days later, you're going to start building a stage out there. You know, yeah. It like, needed to happen, man. It, does, man. <laughs> it did need to happen. Yeah. And I think getting back to the COVID equation is how can you be creative to, you know, bring people out to your place. And live music is legit. John's mm -hmm. been harping on me for a long time uh, <laughs> for live music, and it's just trying, you know, we need to, that, that's necessary. Yeah, so. I mean, well, No Label does every friday right friday, friday saturday friday saturday sunday every friday yeah. saturday sunday have you seen live. that have you seen that help the business back when you kind of started that yeah i mean i mean live music's awesome and it, it it's amazing because you know swinging back to covid right i mean lo local musicians really got a big punch in the nuts and then uh and, i mean there's yeah. no place to play right we i mean we actually when we were we were doing a drive-through we had a uh, 
like we had the homebrew brass ensemble come for like for our releases. It was just set up in the drive-through line, and like it was hilarious because like Rudy's like, "This is great." Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to someone, Rudy Cano. Like, someone walked me out at six pack. The uh, and uh, and so for all our releases in the drive-through line, we we get a musician to do whatever. But now that we're finally reopened, it's nice to have that whatever. But I will say the um, looking at that stage. Well, that you guys built. I, I was like, I was talking to a, our sales manager this week, who's a musician. And he's played at Spindle Tap, but I was talking to Jacob, and I'm, I was like, I was like, we really need to like redo our stage. He's yeah. like, yeah, we need we need to get another stage. I, it's like, it's like, no, 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 no. We we need to tear down the stage we have and get a big, you know, super duper, you know, stage because the one you guys built, awesome. I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is when you let Seamus into your brewery, like, like can you actually get him out? Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's right behind you, just shaking work. his head no. <laughs> yeah, man. But but the, the idea with uh, building the stage at Spindle Tap was to to give you know have a lot more live music and give the like you talked about, man. Just like local artists, have them a place where they can come play and actually make some money. Yeah, you know, and, and and perform in front of in front of people. And the way we set it up, uh, right there with the big cover, the awning, yeah, the pavilion, the so pavilion. you've got it's cooler, yeah. It's the shade, yeah. I mean, when when the the pup up golf under there, that was great and all, you know, for us going out there and playing pup up golf. Yeah. But man, that was just kind of wasted. Real yeah, estate. it was. And moving it moving yeah, it out moving on it the out. pad was the right thing to do. And I tell you, the one thing that kind of sold me, like on the music concept, is punks and pints. And when I was there and I got to take a step back and kind of watch like the energy, the joy, like, and I was looking back and I was like, dude, this is what it's all about, man, is like creating a space where people can have a great time. And what was cool about it for us is I think our, our brand got exposed to a lot of folks that, that just weren't familiar with us because it was an eclectic crowd and they were rocking and rolling. And so... Um, that was an awesome event. So you did a great job putting that on, and it was a lot of fun. Burlesque. Yeah, it was a good show. I'm stroking right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> Burlesque. Yeah, it was good. I want to be invited back. Yep. Hey, September 10th, over at Spinal Tap, Felipe Galvin, uh, the, the singer for Los Carnales, will be, yeah. will be back DJing Ooh, again over at Spinal Tap, man. And if you haven't sat back and watched this dude, get after it. I mean, just, just get ready to dance. I don't know if you guys looked at the cameras because uh, y'all weren't there, but there was a lot of dancing that happened uh, oh, uh, last weekend. Was, yeah, he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was bad. Mainly, mainly it was me. It was I a got lot of me. cameras everywhere, so uh, beware. So, uh oh, <laughs> you've been warned. Check out. Yeah, <laughs> Rita. I didn't sign that agreement. Whenever I signed on to, uh, I need right. to know where the cameras yeah. are. You know what's cool about that space, though, and like and like any multi-use space is what you're really doing too is yeah you're cultivating community and all those things, but you're also as from a from a business point of view you're taking away the no out of someone yeah. you're giving you're giving someone all, all the reason to stay and none of the that's reasons right. to go I love and that. like and uh and and that that's really half the battle I'm like over like over at our brewery we have. Yeah, beer, wine, music, you, like the markets, everything you you guys yeah. have, right? And then you guys have so much more because because it, you do have the sports complex and all yeah. all that stuff, which is like, yeah, because you don't want someone to go. You want someone to stay and enjoy yourself. And if they're with a large group of people, yeah. there might be someone there who like yeah. who, who wants to leave. It's like, but now, like, why would you? Yeah. 
like you everything's there. Four hours, five hours, whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. I would I would say the difference between kind of the two breweries is like uh, my Spittle Tap. You have to drive to really, you know, we're, we're more of a destination yeah, little spot. Yeah. Whereas Katie, no label, it's on your way to Austin. You <laughs> no, but you no label. I mean, you have you have Katie, man. I mean, it's it's, it's I've been out there on the weekends where like like, like it's good, man. It's, it's such a it's yeah. a good vibe. But it's, it's until you, you said no more wills, and then you threw off like ninety percent of and Katie. I know we there's no more crockpots or. Uh, or canopies allowed. And <laughs> we're in a good. We're no in more a, canopies <laughs> and barbecue pits. <laughs> we're in a good corridor now because, like, you have Spindle Tap, you have City Acre, you have Back Pew, you have Deca, you have Megaton, you have Ingenious, and a couple others to come. So now it's like people can actually come to that area, and you know, as long as you have a designated driver, you know, you can hit. We're yeah, the, we're the fifty-nine. We're the fifty-nine corridor. You know, and we're not so far from Equal Parts. <laughs> And St. Arnold, so it's like you can literally true. start in Edo, Equal Parts, St. Arnold, and just work your way up 59. You're not far from Spindle Tap or Ingenious. So I feel, like, I feel like we have a – no, True Anomaly is more. But anyway, we have a, we have a good little <laughs> corridor wow. there. Whereas, like, No Label and Katie's, like, they're like the they're – the, they're the showcase That's out the there. But I will, yeah, there's you true. Know? But I will say you is, know? like, we're just seeing a continuation of the expansion, you know, yeah. where the, the, you know, the distance between – you know, the breweries is starting to shrink a little bit, you know, because they continue to open. And well, John and I have talked about this before, how there's like almost every neighborhood should probably have a brewery that kind of represents it. Or in some way, yeah, I mean, Spindle Tap is definitely a, a much larger animal, but like even, but those smaller brew pubs, like a local group that it's represents true. kind of like yeah. a certain area, uh, the, I mean, I mean, I, I love stuff like that because yeah. it really just hones in, like, yeah. like, like to a neighborhood. And also, there's something yes. very pure about those, the, like, like, yeah, the, exactly. the, like those breweries. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can build a sustainable model different ways, right? It doesn't always have to be big and showy uh, and production oriented and scalable. Like, you can go in and create those neighborhood kind of yeah. cheers. You know, I mean, there's so many different the neighborhoods need them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like because as Craft beer is often we are the, the the stewards of the community and we, like we because when like when say uh, like Hurricane Harvey like, like like for example like on our end we had enough space where we became a National Guard heliport staging a staging area yeah, for special ops yeah and then and 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 then your guys and you know JJ Watt was running his foundation and all this sure. like 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 his trucks out of there I mean those are. Well, yeah, we're in the business of, of getting, ha, letting people have a great time. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also putting a place where, yeah, because you exactly. intersect with so many different people and organizations in the community, you get to also it. serve said yes. community. Yeah. And what I love to see, too, is like uh, when there is a, a catastrophe like the, like the freeze that we had you know, not too long ago. And so all the breweries that still had power, they had RO water. We were it's like Spindle Tap, for example. We were letting people come into the brewery and filling up all their containers with water, and other breweries followed that. I know Great Heights out in the Heights area, Garnocera was doing the same thing, and other breweries across the town. So it's like it was a collective effort amongst local craft breweries to help out any way that we could. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's, it's it's kind of 
Well, let's take a break because I'm out of beer. When we get back, we'll touch back on uh, sucking those things down. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is a community, right? And and when people, you know, it's like open uh, when a brewery opens up in an area, it develops a community that did not exist before, um, and that that is something that, that you guys should be very proud of. And I need a beer. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> this is Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Hear me. Alcohol. you guys out to our Thursday night steak and pint night. It's $25 for a 16-ounce New York strip party potatoes, Caesar salad, and a free pint. As well, starting at 7 o'clock, we've got $4 pints all night long. Right now, we're doing about 20 on draft, and in the near future, we will be increasing that number. So come check us out. We're at 2010 Wall Drive in Montrose. 
This week's Brewer Ops at True Anomaly are Will Stop, a Fooder Age Saison Ill, Light Oak, Touch of Tart, and a Mellow Funk. Another release, Mirror, it is a Belgian Golden Strong Ill aged 18 months in cognac barrels. Last, Starport Jamboree, it is a Tart Golden Strong Ill aged 18 months in port barrels. And if you're heading out to watch the Astros or Dynamo, stop by for a beer before the game, or just hang out and watch it in the tap room. Trivia every Tuesday and steak night every Thursday. Check out their website at trueanomalybrewing.com. It's time to get on the highway to Hemp Vodka. Highway Vodka, Texas's first hemp-based vodka and black-owned distillery, is already on the highway to Houston's best vodka. Trust me, I make it. I'm Cody Fuller, the lead distiller of Highway Vodka. Our award-winning vodka is made out of three simple ingredients, hemp, corn, and water. We distill it six times, keeping only the hearts of the run, meaning no hangovers. You can find Highway in all the major liquor stores. Get on the highway and find out more info at highwayvodka.com. G'day all, Sean here from Platypus Brewing, located a stone's throw from downtown off Washington Avenue. I'd like to invite you out for some pints from our on-site brewery, paired with our cracking food. From house-smoked barbecue, the best fish and chips in town, chicken wings with our in-house crafted special sauces to pale ales, IPAs, sours and stouts. We even have great Aussie wine and local cider, so there's something for everyone. Family friendly, both human and the four-legged kind. Platypus Brewing, brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Platypusbrewing.com John Denman, also here. DJ Muskratch, Adam Wright from Spindle Tap Brewery and Coffee Company. And joining us now, 
Uh, I don't know. Carlos tag-teamed out, man, to Matthew McKenzie. Well, he went to eat, eat some food. What's up? And, and get beer. Matthew McKenzie is now. I'm leaving to eat Matt's food. <laughs> He's here joining us. What's uh, up, guys? So the cool thing about Spill Tap, right? There, there's a lot of cool things about Spill Tap. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about them for a little bit. Uh, first of all, you know, beer's good. But the idea with the coffee company. No, we're uh, not here for coffee. Came through. But it, it, it turned into some really excellent coffee. And Not to mention some beer slash coffee. And some. But it is some still relevant. Beer, coffee, yeah, coffee, black beers. gold. Yeah. For example, this stuff. Yeah, style. delicious. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was, the, or the um, uh, last year, the anniversary beer. Hmm. Was the year before? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what year 19, it is, Matthew. We did the, we You've been did here the, that uh, long? Do what? <laughs> yeah. Two years of, as 20, of uh, August 3rd. 2019. Yeah. Uh, last year we did the uh, Pumpkin Man, which was literally just uh, me and Garrison sitting around. And I was like, what if we put pumpkin coffee into Derek Man? And then we went to uh, the... And then we went to the uh, uh, market across the street, got some cinnamon, some ancho chili, just threw it in a keg, and there it is. Not official. (laughs) Not official. Not official. It's about the beer, guys. Well, I think the coffee. Coffee is really cool because um, I learned a lot. We, We took a little trip to Honduras, and I learned a lot about Matthew that trip. Uh, um, Do you have any good stories? <laughs> oh, oh, man, there's so many good stories. So many. So uh, many. Don't go across Honduras with Matthew unless you want to watch him puke like five times Woo-wee. in the car. <laughs> it's the altitude, it's, man. It's, yeah, cars, it's, that's what it was. Uh, and the dehydration. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit of that. My wife always says I don't drink enough water. Hmm. Well, you, you work at you, you work at a coffee a coffee plus brewery, and then all of a, and then also on top of that, you know, coffee is very dehydrating. Beer is very dehydrating, and if you don't drink water at all, then it's, it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. I don't think that mm. happened. Well, wait, that did happen. <laughs> 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 there was there were a lot of beers drank that trip, but it was also a beautiful trip. You know, across like Honduras is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Uh, it's unfortunate, like when you get into some of the cities, like the, how they trash their own cities. That part kind of sucked. But when you get into the countryside, you're sitting around looking, and it's like, man, this is absolutely gorgeous. Part John, of the world. John, we've been to Butte, Montana. What are you talking about? Oh, let me get started on Butte, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would, yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. Speechless. Speechless. But you know, like, so what happened in Butte? <laughs> so, so John and I went to Maui Brewing, and Maui Brewing is also one of these breweries that it's like they're they're a complete beverage company. They, they have a distillery, or whatever. They also have like a roastery. The uh, yeah. and it's one of the, they had this like massive coffee corner. It's like I've only seen this in one other brewery, you know, in Houston, Texas. <laughs> the um, and that is the cool thing about Spindle Tap. And uh, actually, a while back. I had a nice one-on-one session with like like Matthew on a Saturday, where it was all coffee, 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 and like it was nice. And I still have this bag of coffee. I haven't even opened it. I had him sign it, and it, and it just yeah, sits right ne- next to my espresso machine. Don't drink that. Well, I mean, at this point, I can't. But the uh, 
but uh, yeah, the, like the coffee's good, and if I'm gonna get coffee anywhere, it's it's, it's either there or I go to a, like uh, I get some Amaya like uh, roasters coffee. So remember that one Amaya's night that good. we're all hanging out. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. Yeah, the, good times. Uh, Walk away. The, the, <laughs> it started at... Uh, I love you, Tom. <laughs> it started in Sugarland. I came out to support a Spinal Tap pint night. <laughs> and? So, back to Spinal Tap beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, little known fact. So, Calavera is a phenomenal lager. It's a Vienna-style lager which most Mexican lagers are styled after, right? Yeah. But honestly, the, uh, the balance between the malt sweet richness and the crisp finish of it, it's just so easy drinking without any loss of flavor. And um, that is something that Garrison and the brewers at Spindle Tap have always impressed me with, is if they say... And we're going to go uh, out uh, left field from these uh, hazies. They execute. Like Aceite Crudo, which is maybe one of the best Russian Imperial Stouts I've ever had. It is really and, good. And uh, all the coffee iterations of it are pretty pretty <laughs> stupid. And uh, yeah, so there's lots of really great beers to drink at Spinal Tap Brewery. Yeah, I mean, coffee, if it's really nicely into the business model of just you know creating beverages that bring people together in community and trying to create the best product you can create and so for us it was a a no-brainer matthew was running his company he was selling us coffee beans for our stouts that's how we got to know him and then we realized we had some similar values um and then we just continued the conversations and then it was just like, okay, well, Spindle Tap, you know, you have the brand, you have the market awareness, and Matthew has the product. And so we were able to come together and uh, put together some really unique things. And for me, it just fits in nicely to, you know, to me, the craft beer connoisseur is all about options, right? They're a curious consumer. They want to try different things. They want to do different things. And so we feel like, we feel like coffee fits into that, that curiosity for the consumers, like, oh, yeah, I'm here at the brewery. Oh, they have coffee? Cool. And then they try it, and then they buy it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's part of the experience for them, I think, overall. is just local, uh, unique, special, um, and it just it fits perfectly into the craft model of craftsmanship and exploration and research and development. And it's 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 so much it's so much like beer. It's 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 not even funny in terms of the business side of the equation. Um, and, and you guys do have like a, a charity component. Correct. So like yeah. So I'll let Matthew talk on that in terms of, you know, how all that came to be. But that that is what drives the company, really, in terms of the the how the company was founded and why it's founded. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, Adam, Adam talked uh, a little bit about. All these, I mean, Brody is crazy. Um, he's oh, he, he super made, He made Brody Land happen, so he, he can do anything. But Brody but Land, Brody is also one of the most impressive uh, human beings that that I've ever met, and uh, his generosity and his desire t- for positive impact was what really impressed me when I first met him. 
Uh, and um, I mean, in that first meeting, you know, I had a cause-based coffee business, and uh, he's like, I went to El Salvador and met with coffee farmers, and now I know that I have to start a coffee business so that I can give back and create global impact through that business. And to show me that he was serious, he's he's like, straight up, we'll give away 50% of, my, of our profits to it. He's like, I don't need or want money from this business. I want an opportunity to create impact and to give back. So a little more, a little more boosting of, uh, of Brody because he's a phenomenal human being. Now the, the idea behind the comp- coffee company, I, I was at that meeting and I was, I was leaving. <laughs> I had a couple beers in me, you know, cause I'm leaving the brewery and Brody was like, Hey man, uh, you, you want to sit on a meeting? I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on? He goes, think we're about buying a coffee company. I was like, all right, cool, man. Well, let's go. And so it was Matthew walked in, and I, I recognized Matthew because I, I know him from Houston, you know, and his uh, business before. And so we started talking, and Brady's like, you guys know each other? We're like, no, not really, but I know who he is. And that – I was fanboying on John. Well, it, it was it was really fun though, right? Because it was like, man. So we sat and we had this long, big conversation, and Brody just kept going. Like, but but what I want to do is give back. I want I want I want this coffee company to be able to donate and blah, blah, blah and all this. And we get finished, deal was done, and a few months later, Matthew and I are sitting in Honduras, <laughs> and <laughs> it was like like going yep. to coffee farms and meeting the farmers and. Traveling all all across the whole country, yep. uh, like at three o'clock in the morning, when they're like, uh, "Don't travel at night." Nope, we're traveling at night. Yeah. and and some of the farmers that that we met, you know, some of the one of the things that really excites me about uh, the coffee community in general, and especially with some of these farmers, is they recognize the opportunity to invest. Um, and to give back themselves. So, you know, that 3 3 a.m. drive session that John's talking about was to meet a, a coffee farmer who was uh, hiring uh, single moms while their kids were at school to uh, come and work and earn pay and then also equipping them with school supplies um, all off of money that he had earned by owning, running this coffee farm. And those are the, those are the type of people that yeah. we as a business are looking for in the global community, you know, the um, international farmers who, are, who aren't just looking to boost themselves but are looking to boost their communities and the people around them because yeah. that's what we want to do as well. Yeah, it was, it was an eye-opening trip for sure for me. Because, uh, for one, like I said, it was, well, we, we started off on the island, jumping off of cliffs and things, and then we went to coffee farms, we sat around, we drank a lot, and then we went to these farms, and once I got to the farms, I realized what it took to get a coffee bean yeah. from that coffee plant yeah. to your cup, and it gave me a whole other perspective. And a whole appreciation of the uh, the amount of work and the amount of labor that goes into the whole experience. 
Yeah, so it's it's the supply chain, you know, and you just you take for granted what we are able to go and get at any given time at any given place. Yep. Um, and we just get it right, but there truly is an international, you know, origin of that bean. That that's where it seeds. That's where it comes to fruition, and then it gets packaged up and sent over to us. And it's it's pretty remarkable the tie-in with the rest of the world that that coffee brings to us. Um, and we're trying to tap into that to that community essentially is is where. How can we utilize our strengths, our skills, our resources to create opportunity for other people, right? And so that's, in, in a nutshell, that's the, the essence of the coffee company and this, the brewery for that matter as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that that, that, is, that is part of the brewery, but it, it, it is. The the flamper, it's part of the it's part of the philanthropic. I struggle all philanthropy. How do you say that? It doesn't get any easier from here on out. The philanthropiers. Yep. It is good times. Well, guys, I don't know. I don't know. We got to close the show out though. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about beer. <laughs> That's the entire reason I came over here. Yeah, we we already talked about beer. You you were late. And oh. as typical Matthew fashion, he's thirty minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. He was here before the show started. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. No, man. Uh, what what's going on at Spindle Tap is really badass. Uh, and if you've never been out there, then take a little short trip out to Little New York in '59. Hirsch Road, uh, go check it out, the brewery. Really good food, really badass place to kick back and just spend a day. Bring your bring your family, bring your dogs, you know, all that. I'm not going to say, Tom, bring your barbecue pits or bring his. <laughs> <laughs> not, we're not going to get in that entanglement. Yeah, at one point when John saw the rules, he was like, I was thought about posting these rules on Spindle Tap, and then I was like, how does let no label take this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. So bring your canopies and your crop. We don't have a problem with canopies <laughs> and you know, your your wills. What was it? The skate Spindle shoes tap. or something? Uh, we don't have a, Yeah, we don't have a problem with rollerblades and, and this is and that. Bring them inside Are the tap room into the brew house. Yeah. Come on by. Yeah. <laughs> although although uh, I walked outside this weekend and I looked and all these kids are on stage and they're doing all this stuff and I'm like. Mm. I'm starting to hate kids a little more and more, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean, because I don't have kids anymore. I'm Mine glad are you older. said that, though, from a liability perspective. I need to get some signage and some ropes up. <laughs> it's time to, it's time yeah, because I see a, some things a severe injury in the future that could backfire <laughs> on me, so thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. Yep. Welcome All to right. the world of liability. Exactly. <laughs> That's how we think, right? Tom is like, holy shit. Well, that's true. You put the sign right next to where you grow the mushrooms and everything. <laughs> 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 21, 21 and over. What's your What's your birthday? All right. Well, Not speaking 14. of uh, mushrooms, let's um, go and close the show out and have a good time. <laughs> this, this is Drink of Ages Radio. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, coming and hanging out here at Crop Beer Cellar. And, man, if you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Amazon, I don't know, man, it's everywhere at this point. Yeah, a lot of Lithuania, Lithuanian <laughs> porno websites. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and you can find us all over the web. And listen, 
The fun thing is to go back every once in a while and listen to a show from five five years ago, eight years ago. We've been on the radio now for <laughs> over nine years. It's incredible. And Congratulations, man. That's so awesome. you go back and listen to some of these breweries talk about their plans nine years ago <laughs> yeah. and listen what to what brewery? they're talking about now. You know, it's, well, there was only five in Houston <laughs> when we started. But, That's incredible. You know, go back and listen to that. It's a good time. But, man, I well, appreciate it. Actually, appreciate everybody listening. I can't talk anymore, Adam. That's okay. Well, we, you want to close uh, out the show? Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to Drink of Ages Radio, uh, hosted by John Denman and co-hosted by Tom from No Label. That's a wrap, folks. And thanks for coming to Craft Beer Cellar. See you next week. <laughs>